It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi. I am your host, and I am a week late for this podcast. Um, I feel like there's lots of new listeners. Not I feel like there is lots of new listeners. We've had a 20% growth uh, from last episode to this episode. Um, so that's really great, and welcome to everybody who's new. I think that's fantastic. I really hope you stick around and enjoy the program. Um <clears throat> I feel like I should, I don't know, I, I've kind of not been present for this podcast the last couple of months. As many of you know, my dad passed away in the beginning of September last week, um, actually right as I released the last show, I was releasing the, the last show on uh, Friday morning um, before I got on the plane to go to his memorial service, which was actually a story about that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I went to my dad's memorial service, came back and I was just in a little bit of a funk. And on top of that, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a firefighter and I was studying for my pro pro promotional test, uh, to be a company officer or a captain or some places call them lieutenants. <clears throat> Basically you run the truck. Um, that test is in several parts. The first part is a written test, which I studied for and took on Monday and the second part is a practical test where you go through scenarios uh, to prove that you are not a complete dullard. And uh, so I was studying for months for the written test. And now um, in the next three weeks, I'll be studying for the practical test. So like I've got ridiculous amounts of uh, things to do. Like I have 50 hours of just regular studying for the practical test and that doesn't include like scenarios like practice scenarios and things like that just 50 hours at minimum to study that in 16 days ish um and then uh 21 days i think anyway so it's like uh i'm very very busy when in november i have a class that i have to attend and in december i have a class i have to attend and then after that it's all done there, it's just like this, this year has been very um, busy for me work-wise. And normally, um, I go to work for 48 hours. I come home for four days. Work is work. Home is home. I don't intermix the two. But recently, uh, because I have so much, uh, so many classes I have to go to and so much training I have to do and so the test itself, 
I that's sucked up all of my time. Like I can't, I'm not studying tonight, which I should be so that I can prepare for this podcast because, um, I think it's important and I don't want to go too long without recording one. So please, uh, know that I appreciate it. If you're sticking around, I apologize if I miss a week in between here and there. Um, just the sheer, uh, amount of time that work is taking right now in terms of studying and classes, um, it's just, and, and then you, you put a family on top of that. It's just like insane. Uh, one of the other things is, uh, as some of you may know, my mixer died. Um, I tried plugging my mic directly into the computer and that wouldn't work. Um, cause it's a, one of those Yeti mics that you could go USB or XLR and I'm not really sure what's going on. So right now I'm just talking to you on the microphone for my Mac. And, um, probably it's probably going to be like this for a while, to be honest with you. Um, I had to pay for my dad's cremation and in Alaska, which is where I was, um, there's only in the town that I grew up in, there's only two funeral homes and they're both owned by the same people. So it's $2,000 just for the cremation. Um, which I thought was ridiculous because in Phoenix you can have, you know, your loved one cremated for about 600 bucks. Uh, so I thought that that was a little bit of high rate robbery. And then on top of that, getting to Phoenix was, uh, another for my wife and I to go or getting to Alaska. It was like another thousand dollars. And then the same day my dad passed away, I accidentally hit my garage with a small corner of my car and that was $1,300 to get repaired. So in the last month, I've spent $4,000 that I didn't expect to spend. And uh, honestly, it's going to take me a little bit to recover. So that is why uh, I'll just be talking on my Mac for a while. And once Christmas kind of comes and goes, then uh, I'll be back on hopefully a nice preamp, maybe get a new mic. I've been eyeing the Heil mics. Uh, there's another couple mics in that range that I've been looking at. I really want this podcast to sound good and not crappy. And I know with my other setup, it was starting to sound really crappy because my board was going. But if I have my board up, I know this is really inside baseball, but if I have my board up and running, I could play things through my headphones, like YouTube videos and things like that. Uh, If I don't, I have to stop the podcast, add the sound that I want to put in there, the sound bite that I want to put in, and then start the podcast back up again, which is something I'm going to have to do today, actually. So it's it's a little bit more of an inconvenience. It's just nice to have everything tied together. And then if I do ever have a guest, you know, I have that pulled into like uh, something that's capable of doing that. Because right now, um, I have somebody that wants to come on, but I can't really have them on because I don't have the setup for it, really. Kind of do, but not really. Not the way I would like it done. So, without too much blathering on, because uh, I've been talking for about six minutes, let's start. Um, okay, so first, uh, Stefan, which, which who um, very kindly uh, mentioned that the podcast was really starting to sound like garbage. He didn't say that. He said it much nicer. But uh, he's right. It was starting to sound like garbage. Um, we had an exchange back and forth. And... Um, kind of really funny uh right before i got on the plane um you know i put everything in airplane mode but i had a sinus infection 
if you listen to the last podcast, I think probably I mentioned it because I complain a lot on here. I had a sinus infection, um, so I was taking antibiotics, I was taking Sudafed, I was taking, you know, vitamin C, I was, uh, everything that I could take to get rid of this cold because I did not want to be sick traveling on an airplane, or I was going to be sick traveling on an airplane, I wanted to get it better as soon as possible. So we had the airplane travel, it was a three hour drive from Anchorage to the community that I grew up in, so like there was a lot to unpack or a lot to uh, get done and I didn't have time to be sick. So I was on all sorts of medications. On top of that, I got done recording the podcast very late. So I got two hours of sleep because we had to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to get to the airport. Um, so our plane could take off at like four or uh, at 545 or something like that. So it was like an insane amount of <clears throat> Um, it was very busy the, the Thursday night before and then that Friday morning. So when I finally got on the plane, um, I was, my wife got a little bit more sleep than I did. I was like, I am going to go to sleep. I got us the exit row seats cause it's just the two of us. Usually when we're traveling with the kids, you can't get that extra leg room because they're not allowed in the exit rows. So I got the, the exit row seats. Um, and I was like, I'm going to go to sleep. So I crashed out. Right. And I would wake up and I would have a conversation with my wife unbeknownst to me. And then I would like crash out again. I'd be like, dead out. Um, probably in the middle of her saying something. So, uh, I woke up. Um, I guess I had two of, I asked the same question twice and I was like that. My wife's like, you just asked me that. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, and then I told her, I was like, Hey, this, this gentleman named Stefan, he wrote me this very kind email. And my wife's like, well, when did he write it? And I was like, I just read it. And she's like, well, that's impossible because we're in the air and your phone's in airplane mode. And I was like, no, no, seriously, true story. Like I literally just checked this email. So, um, my wife, you know, she's like, okay, you're high. And, uh, which she probably wasn't wrong. I, I, I had a lot of antibiotics and other, um, not illegal drugs on board. I mean, just regular stuff to get rid of the cold. So a fever dream, right? So I was like, no, I'll pull it up. So I pulled it up on my phone and it's not there. And I was like, son of a gun. Um, and my wife, you know, rightfully so, uh, made fun of me until we got to Seattle. As soon as we landed in Seattle, uh, I turned my phone, uh, off airplane mode and I checked it and there it was, boom, his email saying very nice, kind things. And, uh, my wife was, uh, I don't know. She just thought it was funny and made fun of me. I thought it was a funny story because uh, I don't know. I'm sure that somehow my phone connected to the, the Wi-Fi on the plane and, uh, it downloaded the thing. Cause otherwise that doesn't make any sense. Um, I've heard of phones being able, people being able to send messages when they're in airplane mode. And I know on iOS 11, if you don't turn it off or turn uh, like um, Wi-Fi mode or, or Bluetooth mode off in the settings, it just disconnects you from what you're connected to at that time. So I understand all of that. Uh, but it was a very funny story. And again, I was, I was so tired that uh, it just made uh, a ridiculous situation and a, and a kind of sad, uh, you know, heavy feeling trip 
uh, kind of light, and I thought it was it was funny and worth sharing. Now we are now eleven minutes into this podcast, and I haven't talked about one piece of news. So let's do that. Uh, one of the things uh, Stefan had talked about was he sent me two links. I think it was two links, and if if I'm wrong on this, and there was more, keep in mind I was I was not feeling well. Um, but he sent me two links. One was on this car and let me pull that up right now i didn't have it ready and um i i had seen this car a little bit ago um it's a car that's built i think it was called the sonos car let me see oh i'm in the wrong email address but i think it's called the sonos car but anyway it's basically a car that has um a car that has um Jeez, a Lou. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm a moron. A car that has solar panels on it. And here we go. Sono Motors. There we go. Um, yes. So it's a car that has solar panels on it. And um, it's kind of a cute little tiny car. Uh, it's got four doors. It's got solar panels on the side and on the top. But it also has uh, a, a battery that you can lease, and this is why I didn't do the story, because I thought it was just a battery that you can lease. But you can lease or buy the battery. Um, the car looks pretty cool. Stefan has a... Um, he has a... Let's see here. He has a test drive coming up soon. And I hope he gets back with me on the what he thought because it's a cool idea I didn't think it was going to go anywhere because of the battery leasing and I'll be honest that's not something that um, I think I would necessarily be big on just because like uh, you know once the lease is over and you don't want the car anymore what do you do like if you sell the car to somebody and they don't want to lease a battery how does that work but uh, yeah, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, there was another one that I'm seeing in here now that I'm checking my emails um, about a car that's designed for, and I think I mentioned this to them, and an all-wheel drive electric car. It's called the A-Car, and I think I put this on the sh website. If not, I'll put it in the show notes. But it's pretty cool. It's for developing countries. Um, it's kind of like a tuk-tuk if you've ever been to like Thailand or any Asian country like that. Um, and I would say I've been to uh, some pretty rural spots in Thailand, and this would be—I uh, think this would work out perfect for the people there. It'd work out perfect for anybody in a rural area, and it's not very expensive. I think it was like thirteen thousand dollars or something like that. Uh, let me look here. And you can do different configurations, and that's kind of what's about it. It takes about seven hours to charge the battery. So $11,800 US. Uh, convert that into your local currency. Um, I think that's pretty cool. So thank you very much for giving me those stories, Stefan. And if you have any stories that you want me to talk about or put on the website, um, please feel free to email me, bodhi at 918digital.com, because I would be happy to put them or highlight them on the show or put them on the website or at least mention them. Mention them. Um, and the other thing was, uh, he mentioned, uh, he being Stefan, mentioned the uh, China's requirements to auto, auto manuf manufacturers. Now, I'm not going to lie here. 
I read this article when I was sick and I made notes when I was sick and I can't make heads or tails of what I wrote. So what I'm going to do is I found a very nice um, uh, uh, news clip of this story. So I'm going to insert that now. So check it out. Now I'm going to stop logic, import the audio and then come back. You can see where this is kind of a pain in the rear without having the, the mixer. Here. China aiming to become a more eco-friendly country. China's Ministry of Industry and Information Technology has announced a deadline for automakers to meet its new sales targets for green cars. By the year 2019, car makers in China must rack up credits for so-called new energy vehicles equivalent to 10% of annual sales. That level will then rise to 12% for 2020. The targets remove an 8% quota for 2018, giving car makers a one-year grace period. Firms with annual sales volumes above 30,000 units will be required to comply with these targets. China, the world's largest auto market, has been working to develop its own NEV market of plug-in hybrids and fully electric cars. In the long term, it's aiming to ban the production and sales of cars that use traditional fuels. For United News International in Tokyo, I'm Rumi Fukushima. She explained that so much better than I ever would. Man, um, really makes me feel like a dullard. She's a, she's clearly a professional, uh, and you know, sounds way better than I do. Uh, let's see. Uh, so we talked about that stuff. Let's get back. Let's get into the actual new news news. Uh, this is from Fred Lambert at electric <clears throat> Tesla is recalling approximately 11,000 model X's manufactured between, between 1028 and August 16th, 2017. And 10-28-2016 and August 16th. I guess let me let me start by trying to sound intelligent. October 28th, 2016 and August 16th, 2017. Good Lord. This, I, I should put that lady back on. She's way better at this. Because of, any ish, uh, because of an issue with second row seats. So what happens is... Um, Right now, there's I guess there's not enough tension, or there's too much tension, probably too much tension, on a little cable underneath the seat. And in an accident, the second seat can um, break loose effectively on the tracks and slide forward. Uh, that's no good because there's a lot of force when you get into an accident. There's a lot of force pushing uh, everybody in that vehicle forward, and you can get a lot of obviously knee injuries, but also hip injuries, back injuries, neck injuries when that happens. So they're going to have the Ranger, the mobile service guys and gals come out and fix that for free. Um, so far, there's been no uh, known injuries from this uh, problem and they're saying it only affects about 3% of the vehicles but they're still issuing a recall to make sure that everybody is safe and this is an easy thing to do right thing to do this is um, let's see uh, model 3 news green car reports and i couldn't find the author of this article so i apologize green car reports uh, model 3 production is going through some growing pains elon calls it deep in production hell this is uh, in addition to tesla sending power um battery packs one of the power walls and also um 
in talks with Puerto Rico. So they're sending power walls to Puerto Rico and they're in talks with Puerto Rico about ways to rebuild their power grid so that this doesn't happen uh, with solar panels and power packs. And I'm sure there's probably some sort of component like kind of like Hawaii did where they have the wind uh, in addition to to kind of help this all uh, be self-sustaining. Uh, but because of this, Tesla's decided to put off the Tesla Semi event until 11, uh, November 16th, 2017. Uh, honestly, this is absolutely the right decision to, uh, to do this. The Semi isn't uh, really critical at this point, in my opinion. Um, I'm sure other people have different opinions. But uh, it's more important to get the Model 3 out the door. And, um, you know, the Puerto Rico thing is obviously really important. So this is okay to be pushed. Um, but Tesla is refunding travel costs to people who have already bought airfare or bus fare to get to California um, for the event on October 26th, which isn't going to happen now. Uh, one note on uh, kind of a follow-up. We talked about, I don't have this written down, so this is from memory, so hopefully I'm not too, too wrong on this. But we talked about last episode how... Um, Tesla was sending these power walls and then somebody was installing them. Well, apparently uh, there were some people who were um, kind of being jerks and overcharging, kind of fleecing, you know, like when the oil companies, anytime something bad happens, gas jumps up a, a tremendous amount. The, these installers were gouging people. Uh, for installs, and Tesla has said that they're not going to work with those installers anymore. So that's good. Um, <clears throat> the other thing um, with this whole Tesla grid thing, I mean, it is, I, I, keep in mind, I know next to nothing about nothing, about everything. I know next to nothing about everything. But it does seem, um, Puerto Rico is an island, um, and uh for them to have self-sustainable energy, that is super important. Um, it does stand to reason for something like this natural disaster-wise that if something did happen to some of their power, their battery backup, then they would need to probably have some sort of diesel backup. So it wouldn't be like I, I see this being thrown around as, as like there would be absolutely... It would be a 100% renewable energy. Well, that might be, it might be 100% renewable energy 80% of the time. Um, but you definitely don't want to throw all of your eggs in one basket and then find out, oh no, we had another natural disaster and we're in the same spot we were before. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, if you're donating or considering donating to the this uh, Puerto Rican um, efforts, Make sure you check out who you're donating to. Man, there's lots of sketchy things out there that I'm seeing, and um, I wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable donating to some of these places. So um, really important to, to do your due diligence when donating because you might as well, if you're going to donate, it might as well go to the cause that you're donating to and not to some guy's pocket or gal's pocket. Next story, Fred Lambert from Electric. Um, so just kind of... the. This is kind of a pre-story, um, but um, this is to give you some context. Tesla delivered 26,150 cars. Good Lord. The Model S, uh, they delivered 14,065 Model Ss. 
11,865 Model Xs and 220 Model 3s. And they said uh, that they wanted to be about 1,500 Model 3s uh, for this quarter. Now, <clears throat> I don't know. I have a lot to say on this. I don't think that those are bad numbers. Those are really good numbers for Model S and Model X. I think both of those numbers are up. Uh, the Model 3, that's lower than expected, but to be honest, manufacturing is hard. Even if you're an automobile company and you have really smart people, it's still very hard. But some people were suggesting that Tesla is building these Model 3s by hand, which is ridiculous. Um, but Elon Musk, he sent out uh, two videos on Instagram, and I've put the videos on my website, showing the, the car, the Model 3, being built. One is um, the body panel being made, which is actually hypnotizing to watch. I could watch a video, and I'm sure that Tesla won't put this out, but I could watch a video from start to finish, um, like one of those time-lapse videos. Even if it took 45 minutes, it is hypnotizing to watch those robots work. Um but anyway, one is uh, the machine is welding and the other one is body panels being uh, made. And it's just this big sheet of aluminum for the body panel. And then this big um, top piece comes down and you hear, whoosh, and then, yeah, that's, I, I made that noise. And then um, it takes away the body panel. Really cool. Really cool. Um, I would love to get a tour of that one day. Um, but Tesla released a statement on this. Um uh, this is on the uh, Tesla's building cars by hand. This reporting is fundamentally wrong and misleading. We are still in the beginning of our production ramp, but every Model 3 on the Model 3 production line, which is fully installed, powered on, producing vehicles, and increasing in automation every day. However, every vehicle manufacturing line in the world has both manual and automated processes, including the Model S and Model X line today. Contrary to the journal's reporting, uh, this is not some revelation. As we've always acknowledged, it takes it'll take it will take time to fine tune the line for higher, higher volumes. But as we have said, there are no fundamental issues with the Model Three production or its supply chain, and we are confident in addressing the manufacturing bottleneck issues in the near term. We are simply working through the S-curve of production and that that we drew out for the world at our launch event in July. There's no reason, or excuse me, there's a reason it's called production hell. Uh, Elon says, or had said in the past, that they were hoping to get 5,000 cars out by the end of 2017. And again, I, 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 I think he had mentioned, because I see, hear this number of 1,500 cars by this time, um, I think that's that was probably, I don't know, Elon Musk is is uh, um, both. Hmm, how do I say this? He is who he is because he says these like what most people feel are like ridiculous things that could never happen, and then he makes them happen. But he, you know the downside of that is sometimes you don't you shoot for the moon and you just barely get out of the atmosphere. And you touch the edge of space, you don't quite get to the moon. I mean, this is kind of where we're at here. It's still a pretty phenomenal feat to get this car up and running in the time frame that they said it would be up and running. I think we should cut them some slack. 
building things is hard. I, I think I've said that in the beginning. Um, and then Tesla also decided to skip a, a testing step that a lot of manufacturers test. Like you, you tool, you, you bring up the production line, you work on the car and then you kind of just play with it and tool it and build a set of cars. And then, and then you come back and you say, okay, we're going to build some more cars to speed up time. Tesla said, well, we're not going to do that. And that's probably what they're doing right now, to be honest with you. And these cars are going to employees, they're going to investors, they're going to SpaceX employees, Solar City employees, or now Tesla Energy employees. Um, so I guess Tesla feels comfortable doing that because they're going to employees. Now keep in mind those employees didn't get any discounts for having these beta cars, but they do get the cars before anybody else. So that's the trade-off. But I think what the big, the big takeaway from this is the next time you feel like uh, or anyone feels like bashing a company, or if you're hearing somebody bash a company for missing manufacturing goals, um, remind them the last time they tried to put anything together from Ikea. Like, it might be that a piece is broken inside. It might be that you're like, well, what do I do with this piece because it isn't in the instructions? Um, it might be that you break something. There's just so many things that could go wrong, and I've never once... And I don't have a lot of Ikea furniture in my house. I think right now we have a dresser and a shelf. But I have never once built something from Ikea that didn't have a problem with it or an Ikea-like store. Like, it always, it takes way longer than you think it should. Like, I once built, uh, I had to, before my kids were born, my wife and I were watching a league of their own and putting together baby furniture. Uh, not only did we watch a league of our own, we watched like three other movies on top of that, putting over the time we put all this baby furniture together. And then we found out later that it doesn't fit through the door for the baby's room. So we had to un take apart a lot of it, not all of it, and then rebuild it in the baby's room. But you know what? Uh, it was fine. We had a good time. Um, but that's kind of how I liken this. Like it, Remember how hard it is just to put together a simple thing that somebody has given you instructions for, um, because it's pretty tough. The other thing is some people are putting one person in particular, put his model three with the VIN number on Craigslist for $150,000. Why? I'm sure that these people had to sign something that said that they weren't going to sell the vehicle, uh, within a certain time frame. Um, and for reasons like this. So I am sure that uh, whoever did that is getting a, um, by the way, it's taken down, the post is taken down, is getting a very um, stern talking to. Uh, now, now this would be funny, right? Because I have, uh, I have friends, we're pranksters. Uh, one guy recently uh, put um, one of the other guy's trucks on uh, Craigslist for sale at a ridiculously low price and put his phone number on there. So he got, you know, in like 15 minutes, he got a bunch of phone calls and he's got one of those big, nice Ford F two fifties and he got a ton of phone calls. And he's like, why am I getting all these phone calls? Um, so, you know, maybe somebody did that. I don't know. Um, I doubt it though, but it would be pretty funny. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw it was like somebody need, has to be pranking this guy. Or a gal. Uh, Elon Musk had a, this is from Fred Lambert, uh, a tweet storm. Um, and Fred Lambert participated. 
but basically, uh, Elon wrote on Twitter, you know, as uh, some about when they're going to get the the production cars. Hold on, I gotta take a drink here. Sorry, my mouth is going dry. Okay, when is everybody going to get their cars? And he wrote, you'll know as soon as we do. We're in. We're deep in production hell. He likes to say that. Um, and then it came back and some people were asking, well, when are we going to get the online design studio? And Elon said, probably in six to eight weeks. Um, so, which is kind of earlier than what a lot of people thought. Cause you know, like I just, we just went through, they're a little behind on their cars, but they're talking late October, maybe, um, early November based on this. I'm going to say early November. Um, so people asked some questions to clarify and um, there's only one configure right now. And basically that's, that's what color do you want? Cause this is the car you're going to get. So Elon said, you don't need a configurator for that. Um, but it kind of went back and forth for a little bit and people asked him questions and, and um, it ended with, Elon saying, assume the worst. Now I need to get back to work. Now I took that as Elon being frustrated, uh, by the, the amount of, uh, pressure being put on him. Like he's already probably under a ton of pressure with the stuff he's got going with SpaceX, which they're launching a ridiculous amount of, of rockets, uh, this month. And then you have the model three problems. So, that's what I took it as. Maybe I'm wrong because I've been a little on edge lately. So maybe that wasn't it. But uh, this is how uh, Fred Lambert put it in their article. Basically, Musk is saying that we shouldn't use it as an indicator for the first customer deliveries. But in production hell, we should always assume the worst. Now, I was actually watching this as this went on live. I did not get that at all. Um, but, you know, everybody kind of has their little... Um, um, I don't know. Everybody kind of has their take and where they are at, at, where they're at in life. So when I was watching this, I was kind of in a, in a gloomy mood. Um, but Elon also put, uh, another tweet that I thought was very funny, um, and clever. He put answers, uh, colon, yes, no, doesn't matter. So, uh, that covers everyone's questions. Yes, no, doesn't matter. And I thought that was funny. He did confirm that heated seats are standard. Now I live in Arizona and I think that that is extremely important. I, even though I live in Arizona, I can have the air conditioning blasting in the middle of summer. And I love my heated seats just because, um, you know, if you have, uh, I'm getting older, 42, we'll be 43 in a couple of weeks. Um, as you're, as you get older and you're, you're cruising through life, um, you pull muscles and, and, or you just wake up and your back hurts for no, ever, no reason in particular. And it's just nice or your hips hurt or something. It's just nice to have the heated leather seats on one of our cars. We have a heated steering wheel and like, I get to use it like twice a year where it's actually useful. Um, and we usually go up around Christmas to like Flagstaff or Payson or someplace cold. And that is the time I get to use the heated steering wheel. And it is really nice. Um, let's see, there's no tow hitch for the model three. Um, and the extended warranty doesn't matter, whatever that means. So, um, 
I don't know. Uh, pretty interesting. Um, again, I, I took away a little bit, uh, something a little bit different than than uh, Mr. Lambert did, but I don't think that uh, he he's probably right, and I'm probably wrong, to be honest. Um, this is our last story, because I've been blabbering for 35 minutes. It's going to be longer than I thought it was going to be. Um, so Kristen Korosek from Fortune, I hope I said her name right, Tesla has uh, fired hundreds of employees this week after a round of annual reviews. An estimated four to 700 employees, not a lot when you consider Tesla has 33,000 employees. This is like one to 2%. Um, they were fired. Uh, why were they fired? Do Does Tesla do like some te tech companies do and you get, uh, once the annual reviews are done, you get a rank and the people that fall below the rank uh, cut off or are let go. Uh, I know Microsoft used to do that. Yahoo, Yahoo, when it was a company, it used to do that. Uh, it's a kind of a common thing in the tech comp world to do. The problem is it skews towards people that kiss their boss's butts and, and suck up um, versus somebody who won't do that, but still maybe does a good job. But then again, you know, they're... Unfortunately, not everything in life is fair. So I understand that this is not a hundred percent that that method isn't a hundred percent fair, and it's you know in some cases it's probably very fair. It's just kind of dependent on um, how it's implemented, I guess. And some people that work very hard are going to get fired for no good reason, um, just because their boss doesn't like them. I don't know. Anyway, so why were they fired? Um, was there coaching? Was there counseling? Like when they weren't doing things like this is all very important. And to me, I'm very pro labor. And I'm not saying that these people didn't deserve to be fired. But how, how were they helped um, along the way to not like if they didn't understand something were they, were they coached and trained? Or were they just kind of left out there to languish until the annual reviews? I'm not saying that any of this happened. I'm just saying for me, that's something that's very important. Because um, there are people out there who are just going to be terrible employees and they need to be let go. And there are people out there who are good employees, but they still have some troubles and uh, need help. Which, which What's the case? Take another drink here, sorry. About to get so dry. Um, so Tesla, <laughs> Tesla said, and I'll read the the article here in a little bit or their statement. But basically, what they said is it's typical for voluntary and involuntary departures after this time. Um, that's a very nice way to say firing or letting go, because in some cases you can uh, you can tell people, hey. Um, you need to split. Would you like to leave on your own accord or would you like to be fired? Um, and most people would, you know, just say, well, no, I'll, I'll, I'll resign. And that way they're not technically fired from a job. Um, so anyway, moving on, uh, this is what Tesla had to say. Like all companies, Tesla conducts annual performance, re conducts an annual performance review during which a manager and employee discusses 
discuss the results that were achieved, as well as how those, how those results were achieved during the performance period. A Tesla spokesman said in an emailed statement, this includes both constructive feedback and recognition of top performers with additional compensation and equity awards, as well as promotions in many cases. As with any company, especially one with over 33,000 employees, performances, performance reviews occasionally result in employee departures. Tesla is continuing to grow and hire new employees around the world. Tesla was very um, uh, emphatic that this is not layoffs. These are actual um, voluntary and involuntary departures. And I'm in. I'm of, I'm of two minds for naming this podcast. It's either going to be voluntary departure or production hell, which I think I've already named my pod one of the episodes that. Anyway, um, I'll figure that out later. Um, but I don't know. I hate to see people get fired, especially in the current. Uh, like I don't know that our economy is doing terrible. Um, the people I hang out with seem to be doing okay. I don't hang out with really rich people. I hang out with m normal middle class Americans, lower middle class, middle middle class, not very many upper middle class. So I don't necessarily see um, any uh, big um, problems with the economy, but you hate it when somebody loses their job. And I just want to, I just hope that you know in in this time uh, that the people who lost their jobs were uh lost it because i don't even hope that i don't even know what i'm gonna say i hope they find their job soon a new job soon because that's tough it's really tough to be out there and trying to find a job especially when you have a family and all that stuff um i happen to uh, work in a community that is you know upper lower class is that a thing upper lower class lower middle class and i live very close to the same community i work in um and i wouldn't put myself in that that demographic but um you know it's it's something that i'm around all the time because that's just where i live and where we choose to live and um it's it's really hard on those people uh, and you see it when you go on calls and people don't have medical insurance because they lost their job for whatever reason and they call the fire department because they need medical advice when really they should be going to a doctor because we're not allowed to diagnose or really give out medical advice per se so um it's just it's a very hard um and a bummer uh, that the and, and and heartbreaking that these people are dealing with that stuff, and I don't want to make it sound like I'm some bleeding heart or anything like that. Um, but I do care about people, and that is something that is a a real bummer. But anyway, I've blabbered on enough. How about we say goodbye, and God willing, I will talk to you again next week. Bye bye, everybody. Hold up. What was that? 
Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.